Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Just wanted to say thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. On tonight's jam-packed episode, we have uh, a lot to discuss with Winnipeg's game against the Chicago Blackhawks. This is going to be a super crazy week for the Jets. Obviously, there's a lot of makeup games. We have like four games in six nights, which the Jets usually don't really have happen very often. These are, of course, mostly home games, and they're being played because the Jets had all of those COVID postponements, so we'll be going into detail throughout the week on all of these different games, what we might see with the Jets as they are desperately trying to climb back into the playoff race. Are they going to do it? Who knows? But if they want to get back into the race fully, it's going to start tonight against Chicago if they can get both points. We'll find out what exactly Winnipeg did in this game and how it might shape the rest of the season in just a little bit. Buckle up and stay tuned because Locked On Winnipeg Jets is ready for takeoff. You're Locked On the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey friends, welcome to this episode of the Locked on Jets podcast. We are kicking off tonight with some thoughts on Winnipeg versus Chicago in the first period. Um, Like I said, this is going to be a very critical game for the Jets. Obviously, Winnipeg is really staring at an uphill battle to get back into the playoff race. Um, The OT loss to the Stars the other night wasn't super ideal in part because if they want to get back into the race, you know, Dallas is one of those teams that is also competing for yet another wild card spot. I believe the Jets are somewhere between like seven and eight points out of a playoff spot, maybe closer to nine. So obviously there's quite a bit of ground to make up. And while these postponements are are certainly impacting the current deficit, it's going to be a bit difficult for them to actually get all of the necessary points that they would have perhaps had already had they already played these games and, you know, kind of get back into this wildcard chase. Now, I think the argument about whether they really should be is kind of up in the air for me. I would rather them play fun, competitive hockey, but still lose. Um, Ultimately, I just feel like a higher draft pick this year is going to count a lot more than the Jets mistakenly believing that their performance so far is good enough for like a deep playoff run. It's not because I want to see this team really struggle, but it's just with where the team is at and what they need, it's really hard to envision a scenario where them making the postseason really ends in a particularly productive playoff run. But of course, my job is just to pontificate on these things while they're the ones actually playing the games. And thus far, they seem very much uh, in the hunt for a playoff spot. You know, the the team so far through this first period has played with pretty decent energy. Uh, I I think the shots on goal look a little bit flattering in some ways for um, Chicago. The the Blackhawks were mostly taking shots from further out, not so much in the low slot area, nothing too, too dangerous. I felt like the Jets were the more creative, more inventive team. A couple of very fortunate block shots, um, maybe some missed passes here and there, a couple of opportunities that were very close to scoring, just kind of evading the Jets. But, 
in general, I think that they've been pretty decent. And it's not like Chicago is as much of a pushover as it was under Jeremy Colleton. The Hawks are a bit of a pesky team, and it's not like they are, you know, an easy, easy squad to knock off. You know, the talent differential definitely favors the Jets here. But again, like I said, I wouldn't be super shocked if if the uh, the Hawks end up winning this game somehow. Um, but through the first period, it was actually scoreless. Neither side was able to really break the scoreless deadlock. And despite a couple of really good looks for the Jets, you know, ultimately Winnipeg just couldn't quite get it to go home yet. Flurry had some very awkward-looking saves, a couple that were super dangerous. There was one chance that Lowry was trying to shovel home. I believe it was off of a Logan Stanley shot, and it was sort of bouncing around in the crease. Somehow, I think another defender for Chicago, might have been Connor Murphy or something, managed to just sort of, um, you know, kick the puck away, but it got very close. You know, the Jets were inches away from getting the opening marker and really uh, establishing that confidence that this team has, over the past couple of months, maybe lacked a bit of. Now, through the first 20, there were some standout performers. I, I know that it is scoreless, but obviously, you know, the Jets were working very hard and looking for that opening goal. There were some players that I thought maybe should get a bit of a shout-out, and one of the first ones is going to be Vili Heinola. Now, I know you're going to say, oh, you're biased, and you're just looking for good things to say about Vili, right? Not entirely false, but also I think there's a little bit more nuance to his game. You know, Heinle is not the kind of guy who I really feel is a defensive workhorse in his own end, but it's because the way that he approaches defense is constantly moving the puck back up the ice. Uh, Vili is one of those players who really is looking to string breakouts, make clean zone exits, and keep the puck moving constantly. Sometimes that does get him into trouble, but in contrast to some of the defenders the Jets used to work with, I feel like the way Heinola cycles the puck very quickly is actually great for the Jets, especially when you have uh, your more skilled players on the ice, guys who are going to be accepting those passes and looking to continue that breakout. It allows the Jets to transition quickly up the ice, and Heinola has been an absolute expert at this routinely. As far as the other Jets are concerned, I thought Wheeler looked pretty okay. You know, you're not looking for anything amazing from him, but just being competent around the uh, the goal mouth and just trying not to uh, let his speed and age really impede him from still being very creative. You know, the past couple of times that he's come back from injury, I thought he's looked pretty sharp. And as long as he's not getting like 25 minutes a night, I think he still has a role to play. I know that the underlying numbers for him this season haven't exactly been ideal, but it is what it is. This team is definitely very much committed to the captain. So you're just going to have to kind of deal with it for now. But, you know, in all fairness, I don't think it's actually been as bad this time. I'm okay with it so far, and it's been nice to see him have a couple of really strong outings, especially after the past couple of years haven't been super, super ideal. Uh, additionally, I thought Cole Perfetti was brilliant. Uh, he's had some really good plays in the slot. I thought that his passes and some of, some of his zone keeps were excellent. It just seems like Perfetti is constantly looking for ways to make a play happen. Um, one of the really cool ones he had was he was chasing a loose puck towards the end of a shift, um, and Chicago had a skater heading towards the, the loose puck in the neutral zone. Perfetti knew that he wasn't really going to get there, but he kind of pushed a last little bit of effort in and basically tried to pirouette off of the uh, off of the, the contact with the defender while maintaining possession of the puck and sort of spun the puck you know deeper into the offensive zone so that when the line change occurred, his teammates could then resume the chase. It ultimately did not result in a full zone keep, but 
I, I think the idea there and the way that he did it in such a short amount of time is just a brilliant little play, and it continues to show that Perfetti really is one of the smartest guys on the team. It's these little details that I think the Jets have sorely missed over the past couple of years, and if we continue to see the stuff from Perfetti develop and ultimately result in more scoring plays, I think everyone's going to be happy and we're going to love Cole Perfetti for many, many years. The second period has now kicked off, and uh, of course, it's still scoreless, and we'll have some deeper thoughts on what transpires during this middle period in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I wanted to talk to all of the folks who have lots of facial hair and are looking for the best in beard care supplies. You're going to want to hear about Primal Origins Oils and why they should be your number one choice for all of your facial hair care needs. Got beard? Get Primal. You heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. Their products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes all the bombs, oils, and whipped butter your beard needs to feel the best around. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. Be sure to check out their combo kits that make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Most companies try to focus on fragrance first, and that leads to a product that doesn't feel great on your skin. Primal Origin Oils took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. We know that every company out there claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel and beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you'll see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON that gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off. Go to PrimalOriginsOils.com today. Hey friends and welcome back to this episode of the Lockdown Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to also check out Olympic Hockey Daily presented by Lockdown NHL, a bonus podcast covering all the action in Beijing. You can find it on the Lockdown NHL podcast feed, free and available wherever you get your favorite shows. You won't want to miss this week as many of the men's and women's ice hockey tournaments are now entering the medal stages. On a related hockey note, the Jets have just finished their uh, second period against the Chicago Blackhawks, and after an okay first period, the second period was a little bit less ideal. The Jets, at least for like the first five to ten minutes, kind of owned the period, and it felt like Winnipeg was getting closer and closer to scoring. In general, they were out shooting Chicago. The Hawks looked a little bit disorganized defensively. It felt like there was an opportunity here and there, um, including at some point there was a Lowry breakaway on a penalty kill. Unfortunately, because Marc-Andre Fleury kind of uh, threw his stick at uh, Lowry as he was coming in, Lowry never actually got the shot attempt off. Usually this is actually a signal for a penalty shot, but I think the refs missed it, and Fleury kind of released the stick at just enough time to where maybe there was a shadow of a doubt as to whether or not it was actually a penalty shot. Whatever the case may be, Winnipeg was then you know held scoreless, and Chicago actually broke the ice first. Uh, There was a bit of an unfortunate deflection that saw the puck kind of head back towards Winnipeg's uh, defensive zone after it went through the neutral zone. The Jets were a little bit gassed after being a bit aggressive in the offensive zone, and so the track back was a little bit slower. Chicago hit back on the counter, and during the attempt to clear the uh, defensive zone, Cole Perfetti was trying to get the puck through the neutral zone and sort of launched it into traffic. It then got turned over back to Chicago. The Hawks uh, drew back into the offensive zone. The Jets really tried to uh, muscle the guys off and, and keep Hellebuck's shooting lane pretty clear, but unfortunately, while Heinola was locked up with another skater, Patrick Kane just sort of looked off the shooting lane, 
and wristed it right through Hellebuck's five holes. So, yeah, a bit of a tough one. And then after that, it just felt like Chicago started to take over the game. You know, the Hawks were out shooting the Jets for a good stretch. It felt like Winnipeg was very defensively vulnerable. Off the counter, Chicago was very dangerous. And it actually got to a point where there was another counter where I don't actually know who took the shot, but it was hard enough that it caught Hellebuck a little bit by surprise and sort of rolled over his right shoulder and just very nearly went wide of the right post. Just a short time later, Patrick Kane then got very close to adding a second goal for the game. This one with Hellebuck way out of the net. He was trying to scramble and rotate his body, but got caught sliding a bit. Uh, and there was actually a bit of a sizable empty gap for Kane to shoot at. Somehow, because of the tighter angle, Kane actually just sent it a bit wide of the post. Maybe Hellebuck got a stick on it just to deflect it further away. But either way, very close call for the Jets, and they finished the period down one nothing. Not a lot to say about that middle frame other than it just wasn't all that great. The Jets were struggling to create after a certain point and it felt like not until like the last minute or two of the, the period the Jets were really struggling to get to Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, I guess the last few minutes of the period were okay, but again, you know, you're playing Chicago. If you want a, a hope of making the postseason, you kind of have to start doing it now. And this wasn't the performance that, frankly, the Jets needed to put up. I don't really know if making the postseason is all that realistic of a goal. And again, like I said earlier in the episode, it's not really my primary concern. I think with where the Jets are, I just want to see guys like Perfetti, Heinola, um, and some of the other young kids continue to perform. I'm not really looking for, you know, anything spectacular here. You know, Logan Stanley, I thought, has had a very solid game, despite being put in a pretty difficult position playing with, I think it's Brendan Dillon on his pairing. Logan's handling the pressure well, so that's pretty cool. But, you know, other than that, I'm not really looking for a lot out of this game. I just kind of want the Jets to be fun and competitive. I, I guess they are kind of meeting the competitive quotient, but in terms of, like, is it fun and watchable? Yeah, it's very mediocre in my mind. And that's kind of just the Jets this year, I, I think, have generally been pretty mediocre. A couple of nice wins over the past, uh, you know, week or two, but other than that, not a lot happening for this team, so... Yeah, there's still a period for them to kind of figure things out and, and write the ship, but I, I don't really see it happening at this point. It, it would be probably a, a nice collapse from the Blackhawks for the Jets to get back in this. It just feels like Winnipeg has really struggled to create much, and so I, I'm not counting on a lot happening. It is fun when this team proves me wrong, but they haven't done it a lot this year, so we'll see if they can find something to get through just a little bit more and, and find that extra bit of jump to their game. It's not a, a characteristic that they've had a lot this year, but if they can find it just one more time tonight, that'd be appreciated. Whatever happens, just don't get shut out. That is all I ask. We'll check in on the third period in just a little bit and see if the Jets were actually able to break their scoreless drought. But before we go any further, I thought you should hear a little bit about why BetOnline.net should be your number one choice for all of your online betting needs, especially during these regular season matchups and the road to the NHL playoffs. Football might be over, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this upcoming playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. Not into football? No problem. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. They've even got great lines for all of you Winnipeg Jets fans, from player points totals to award winners and more. 
Want to bet on Hellebuck winning another Vezina trophy? Log into betonline.net right now and place your bet. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. To get started, register for a free account with BetOnline.net right now. Start winning today, because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hey friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, If you were hoping for the Jets to really come back in this game and make a concerted effort towards winning, you got a little bit for about five minutes. Mark Shifley ended up collecting a goal. Uh, this one was kind of like an own goal, a bit of a fluky shot from the point on the right side, sort of found its way through, you know, the Jets were chasing. They were trying to create offense from um, higher up in the zone, which I don't really think is honestly the best way to do it. Thanks to like Connor Murphy or something, though, the Jets got a bit of a gift and Shifley just tapped a puck that was already going over the line into the net. I think Vili Heinola actually got an assist on this as well, so yay. Unfortunately, not that long afterwards, um, Andrew Kopp was caught in the neutral zone by Chicago, and he tried to pass it back to Morrissey, but like he launched the pass at about 100 miles an hour. It hits Morrissey, and the puck sort of bounces off of him right to a Hawk skater in the zone. Uh, Morrissey tried to back off to, to essentially block out a passing or a shooting lane on the counter. Ended up leaving too much space, though. Heinola sort of shifted over to try and cover uh, Alex Debrinkit, but Debrinkit just sort of shot through him, and just like that, it was 2-1 Chicago. After that, the Jets maybe had like two or three quality chances before uh, Chicago ended up scoring an empty netter to make it 3-1 and pretty much sinking, you know, Winnipeg's playoff hopes right there. I know that technically one loss doesn't necessarily kill the Jets, but I think in a a season like this, in a situation like this where the Jets basically have to have every single point possible, you might as well be done. And let's be frank, you know, I think even the most diehard Jets fans would probably agree the season is basically over. You know, Winnipeg, they're just not good enough. I mean, no matter what they do or how many games they win this year, you know that once they go to the postseason, they're probably going to get cooked. Even when Hellebuck is on his best behavior and is really stopping everything, the Jets just aren't scoring, and they have some serious defensive liabilities. They have some really strange deployments. Oftentimes we saw Stanley and Dylan on the same ice as Dubois, which, you know, when you have a really talented offensive line like the PLD unit, you can't really have one of your weaker defender pairings that's going to waste the uh, possession on a crappy point shot be the guy supporting them on the back end. There's just this kind of mismatch between what the Jets say they want to do and what they actually do and how, you know, the, the roster is deployed. And so, yeah, I'm just ready to kind of throw the towel in and start looking forward to next season. I, I think the coaching staff needs an entire overhaul and analysis of where the team is really strong and where it's weak. And I think they're going to find that, by and large, the weaknesses tend to outweigh most of the good that the Jets are capable of doing. Um, and this is going to mean that there are some hard decisions to be made. I mean, there are players here who I, I really like, but I think need to be let go. You know, Mark Shifley probably, this should probably be one of his last seasons with the Jets. I think that he has given a lot for the team, but, you know, in terms of a role model that's a clear leader on this team, I just haven't seen enough from him consistently to where I want him to be the face of the franchise. You watch Pierre-Luc Dubois out there, he's like a totally different dude. It's like a an actual first-line center. You know, Dubois certainly has his defensive issues, but I don't know that it's from like a lack of trying. Um, with Shifley, I, I do have questions at times about his level of effort. And, you know, tonight's game, 
I thought he was fine. He had a nice goal. Um, and he seemed very offensively active. A couple of good passes and some good shots. But, you know, I, I just don't see enough from him where he's, like, breaking games open like he used to. So if some team wants to give him a fresh start and maybe try and let him work out some of his own frustrations with the Jets, I think this would be a good time to really evaluate whether the Jets want him to be part of that future core or not. He won't be the only guy they have to consider, but, you know, at, at the very beginning here, we're just going to see UFAs most likely being let go to other teams. Cop, I think, at this point has probably run his course with the Jets. He's given us many great seasons and, you know, we'll always have some really cool memories with him, but certainly it's time for him to seek those playoff opportunities with a better team, a squad that can actually really use him. The Jets just aren't that team anymore. I think Winnipeg has kind of played itself out of any sort of contention. It's a shame because this season seemed like it might be a little bit more positive and things were kind of looking up, but, you know, a couple of months in, Paul Maurice is gone. You know, we don't really have a, a great coaching staff right now. The roster has a number of injuries and stuff. Things are just sort of spiraling out of Winnipeg's control, and even when they win a few games, inevitably you just know that they're not going to recover enough to actually gain ground and get into the postseason. So it's time to fire up the tank engines and let nature kind of take its course with this team. I know a lot of you listening are probably disappointed. Be sure to let me know what you think about the season, tonight's game, whatever you're feeling about the Jets, at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to do it. Thank you so much for listening um, and, and making us your first listen of the day, as always. Before you log off, though, be sure to make Locked On Bets your second listen, your one-stop shop for all of your betting information and needs, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis from Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Thanks for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!